Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about making your own lemonade when life throws you lemons. Everyone can do it. Life can be difficult at times. What? Yeah, I know. Say it ain't so. <laughs> sometimes more difficult than others. Like right now? Yeah, like right now. I'm trying to get my thoughts together. So, and that's this is really one of the reasons why I started the podcast, was to talk about what to do when life throws you a curveball, when life gets hard. Because we've gone through some pretty hard things in our lives. We Separate certainly have. And together. Yep. So. We have. As most people do, right? Most people have, you know, some tragedies in their lives. And how do we get through it? Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So we both, in our early 40s, found ourselves divorced. So single with kids, trying to make ends meet. Was I really that old when that happened? It was. Okay. Yeah, you were. You're 50 now, babe. Uh, why are you... <laughs> This is like the third time you've mentioned this on the podcast. I'm 52. It's a wonderful. Oh my goodness. 50. You're just now hitting your prime. He does not understand. No, we don't I, say women's age. They all know. <laughs> anyway, continue. They would be shocked that you're 50 because how beautiful you are. Oh, now there we go. There, that's see, right. That's how we're that's, supposed to do that's things, better. right? Yes. So I, re- I remember going up to that time in my when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. I had my life all planned out. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Things changed. I mean, when I first started college, I wanted to be an aerospace engineer. Then that whole industry collapsed, and I became a software engineer. I wanted to become a biomedical engineer. That didn't quite work out. But I had some major goals in mind, not necessarily just my career, but, you know, I wanted to be, like, debt-free by 30 and, you know, have a certain amount of money by 40, everything you have planned out, I wanted a family, a certain number of kids. You kind of think about those things when you're a teenager. When then reality sets in and you have to make adjustments. Yeah, that is that is true. I wasn't as much of a planner as you are. I never have been. I was a little bit, but like when I was a teenager, I was like, maybe I'll be a flight attendant or maybe I'll do hair or maybe I'll be a paralegal or I just, I didn't know where I was going to land. So I'm, I always knew I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to get married. But yeah, I kind of just floated around with all these different ideas of what I might do one day. Right. So, well, and so we all make plans, but then we, and one of, we both had a common plan, which was to have a family, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. To, it's the American dream. Have a family, own a house. Yep. Retire at a certain age, which right. we're, we're going to never retire. That's I know. What, um, That's okay. We'd probably drive each other nuts anyway. Yes, we would. So we'll just keep working our whole <laughs> we'll lives. We'll just keep working our yes. whole lives. So that's kind of the plan that most people have, but most people don't plan to get divorced. I don't know that anyone does. If they do, I think they're mentally ill. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that doesn't just... make any sense. But but no, I mean, if you would have told me, let's see, how long have we been married? We've been married for eight years. Yeah, eight years. I'm sure if you would have told me, 15, 20 years ago that I was, I would be divorced. I would have said, you are oh, off of here. your rocker. Like yeah. there's no way that I would, that will ever happen to me. You know, I mean, no. No, I, I was in the same boat yeah. with you. So sometimes life throws you a curveball. 
and you the way you react if, is really important. Sometimes there's like 10 curveballs being thrown at you at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Like for you, you had constant like disappointment financially throughout your first marriage. Yes. So I would be like, oh, let's, you know, plan for this in two years. And then, yeah, there were just always these bombs set off, you know, in our relationship and in our finances that I was constantly disappointed. So then I just stopped. I didn't have any long-term goals or it was just today. Let's get through today. That's, that's how I live. And And you, you've seen that with me. It's, you want to sit down and plan these long things. And I'm like, can we just you, talk about this week? Yeah, you've gotten better at that. I though. have gotten a little bit better, but it's hard. Well, it's because hard. you're a little gun shy, right? Because you am. used to have some plans, right? right? And some, some goals. And, and some goals, but because you were disappointed so many times. For me, it was, I plowed through goals and, and just worked right. really hard. You were hard. like, check, 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 check. check. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom. Right. Everything that I had planned for was gone. Right. No house, family destroyed. Yeah, you know there were uh, you know w- without a job at the time, I, everything came crumbling down for me. Right, that's when I hit what you would call situational depression. It right. was pretty bad. You yeah, would have liked me better than I was like a, you know thirty pounds lighter than I am now. Well, that was the profile picture that you put up. <laughs> that is absolutely that, that, true. That attracted me to you. I know. See, it works. <laughs> so, honey, that's the goal. I'm I'm still working towards that goal. Towards that goal to get back there. Yeah. Well, well not the depression, but no, the weight. The weight. Yes. And you know what? I. Yeah, you said that you were depressed for about a year, right? Yeah, it was about a year. And I, when I was getting divorced, I was going through a obviously a really difficult time, and I got on some medication as well because I remember talking to my mom one day, and I said, "I just don't want to do this anymore. I just, I just can't." I just can't keep going. And she said, you're calling the doctor tomorrow. You're getting in tomorrow. Um, oh, it's a very insightful mom. My mom helped me yes. out too Yep. with that saying, you know, you got to do something, right? Yes. You can't yeah, just keep going the way you are. Exactly. Something's got to change. And I remember I talked, I was talking to a counselor at the time and they gave us, a, probably you the same, gave you lots of tips on how to, how to change the spiral that you're in when things right. are bad, Right. right. And for both of us, our lives were completely destroyed as we knew them. As we knew them, yes. Right. That life, yeah, was was um, set ablaze. But we had our fabulous children that we still had to be strong for and be there for. And that's, I think that's what was getting me even more down was because I felt like I wasn't um, there for my kids. I felt like because I was falling apart emotionally, I wasn't being a good mom for them. And that was, that was making me spiral even more. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's what depression can do, right? You feel guilty because you're not doing what you used to be able to do. Right. Um, helping the people that you should be helping. Right. It all kind of piles on each other. Right. But life doesn't always throw you those big curveballs. Sometimes there are small ones that you've got to learn how to work through. Because if you don't learn how to work through them and become resilient, then it becomes a habitual problem that then becomes really chronical or clinical. What's it? Chronic. Yeah, chronic Chronic. depression. Oh, yeah, clinical depression or chronic, either way. Yeah, all right. So that can be really bad. Right. Right, when when you let those things get out out of control. Right. And, you know, people say, well, I'll just cheer up. Well, it's not that easy. It's not. Because I have, we've talked about this before. I I have what I think would be considered clinical depression, right? right? And, um, you know, I, 
It, it goes through cycles. It goes sometimes. through cycles. It, a lot of it has to do with the weather. A lot of it has to do with hormones. I mean, it's, you know. And it could just be a noise. It could be something you hear, smell, or even taste sometimes that might set it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a lot of times I don't even know. Like you'll ask me, you know, what what is it that's that's making you sad? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just sad. But I, I've been I've been pretty good for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I've been very uh, happy. Obviously, I hate seeing you depressed. I know you do, right? Um, because it's it's an illness. Just like if you have diabetes or something like that, if you don't treat it, if you don't, then it will it will over overcome you. So you've right. got to do some things to help you out there. You do. You've got to learn how to be positive, especially if you're depressed, right? I mean, especially. But no matter what you're going through, big, small. If it's something that's uprooting your normal life, you've got to figure out how to get through it. Okay, so you found a great article about how to stay positive. And you and I both have had a lot. We've read a lot. We've talked to a lot of people about this, right, because of what we've gone through in our lives. But this one did a really good job at just laying out some ideas. Right. Right. So how to stay positive. And I think a lot of these, you and I both did, um, we just didn't have them, you know, written on a board telling us what to do. But um, how great would it be if you did have these on the board that, you know, each day you could go, oh, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that to help me get through this. Right. So hopefully this will help someone that's going through a really difficult time or if you're about to go through a really difficult time. Yeah, it'll plan you for it. So that's why we, we named our podcast the way it is, Where's the Lemonade? Because, you know what? Life is not always fair, and life isn't always great. But I wanted to be fair. Yeah, well, too bad. <laughs> That's why I tell my kids. And my wife, obviously, now, too. <laughs> no, I always say it's it's fair because it's unfair for everyone. Yes, it That's is unfair. That's how it's fair. It's, it's <laughs> Even though it seems, you know, it does seem you can look at someone else, right, on their exterior, and it looks like ugh, they've got everything going for them, Right. You see those people and you're like, there's just nothing wrong in their life. And that's not It's like fair. looking at Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facebook you only shows what you, you what. <laughs> you see what you want to see. This is what I want the world to think. That's My life right. life is beautiful. And, and it's not true. And everybody has different things they're going through, whether we see it or not. And they may be going through small little challenges that may be horrendous for them. You know what I mean? Not everybody can handle the same things that. Now, we also don't propose that people just walk around Pollyanna all the time. No, no, but right. sometimes it is fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, sometimes it is. It's fake it till you make it. So you kind of have to make those those judgment calls. You know, am I going to fake it today or, you know, am I just going to let myself wallow for a bit? Yeah. So, All right, so let's dig right in. So here's some of the positive things. Number one, be grateful. That's big for you. It is big for me. I don't know if, if it was my mom, probably my mom and dad that instilled that into me. And um, we had one of our kids that was a negative Nelly, mm-hmm. uh, which is Julianne. When she was younger, she was a serious baby, never smiled, always looking around, just ultra serious, right? And as a toddler and, and adolescent, she was the same way. Everything bugged her. She, she was just kind of negative in everything. Right. So we started something called Gratitude Bucks. And how so, does that work? Well, we just printed out some pieces of paper, but the kids loved it, right? So poor Julianne had three older brothers. It tortured her a lot, too. So that didn't 
that didn't contribute positively <laughs> to her being a positive person. Um, so, so the gratitude bucks, when they did something that showed gratitude, when they said thank you, or when they pointed out that they were happy, um, even doing you know mundane things around the house, then we would just reward them a gratitude buck. And we kept it in a folder. And then at the end of each week, we piled up the gratitude bucks and then they can use it to buy something at the end of the week gotcha. in like a little toy box that we had. And Julianne took this to heart. She was a pro at it, right? And so it changed her. I would say Julianne is now probably one of the most positive people you'll ever see. Oh, yes. So positive. So we actually did something that worked. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. As a parent, when you see that, you're like, wait, that worked? Right? And even even my older um, boys, they all remember gratitude bucks. Right. So, we, we did it a little bit when you and I yeah, got married. Yeah, we did. When all seven kids were here, we yeah. were like... Uh, it was hard. It's hard. I guess I felt like it was hard in a blended family because your kids came and went and came and went. And so, you know, it was, it was hard with... But it did help. It did help. No, it, it it did help, and especially in that in that beginning transition of a blended family, I think it did help, and and the kids did have fun with it. But we didn't we didn't stick with it. No, we only did it for a couple months. Yeah, we did it for a couple months, and I think it did it did help. But you know, find something um, in your family that will work. But I think being grateful um, is huge. I I mean, what's that saying that I have on the wall over there? Do you remember what it says? The secret to have to having it all is knowing that you already do. Yep. That's very good. So I, I have remember that. I came home from work and that was on the wall and I went, Wow, that's yeah. Awesome. So basically stop looking for for what you don't have. Stop, you know, just see Be the grateful good. For what you have. Yeah, see the good in what you have. Yeah, yeah, we talk attitude of gratitude, yep. you know, sorts of things like that. But it's big. Even, you know, I even said this to you a couple of weeks ago when we sat down for dinner. And it was that week that I was trying really hard to make dinner every night. That. And we sat down there a couple nights in a row. Nobody said anything about um, being, you know, thanks for making dinner, Paige. Or I don't even care if it, they don't have to say it's good. But I still want the... Um, you know, they need to be grateful, grateful. that I right. made the dinner. And so I said something to you that night and I said, you know, you need to be the catalyst right. for this. And absolutely. So it's it's an attitude that you have in your whole house that the parents really can lead. Right. Right. And you can be grateful for small things. Right. It doesn't have to be big things. No. And the reason that you you were ha- you were like, oh yeah, I didn't realize I wasn't doing that because you usually do the cooking. I normally do the cooking. So, so I was like, this is awesome. I, I don't have to, but I didn't. And I'm the one that usually sits there and says, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. And the kids then pipe in and they say, yep. and I, you weren't used to doing that. No. So. so, so yeah. And then the next night you said, you know, oh, thank you for dinner. And the kids piped in. And the kids in. piped in. So example is a, is a key here. Yes. Very, very key. But yes, being grateful for what you have, seeing what you have that you, you know, it's important. Yeah. It's really important. This is almost the opposite of envy, isn't it? Yes. Because if you're envious, that means that you want something that you don't have. Right. Right. So if you're grateful, then you, you want something that you do have, you, right. you like. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have goals. I mean, well, that's if you're, different than if, envy, right. though. If you're divorced and you want to be married one day, right, um, and you look at your friends and go, oh, look, they have this great husband and... Um, you can still want those things, but not to the detriment of 
you're depressed and not functioning because all you can focus on is what you don't have. So focus on what you do have in that moment. Like I, you know, I'm with my kids. This is all fantastic. You know, focus on what's good in your life at that moment while you're still striving for what you eventually want to have. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. The next one, look for silver linings. How is this different than being grateful? This is, this is hard in the, when you're going through something difficult to look for the silver lining. So what this means is basically you're looking back at something, you're looking at something hard that you went through, some challenge, some trial and seeing, you know what? I know that that really stunk and that like our divorces, though, that was horrific, yeah, it was. was awful, but what good came out of it? That's what it look, that's what a silver lining is. Okay. I like that. So right? for us, a silver lining of our divorces, we got to be married. We have, yeah, we, we have each other. We have a great blended family. Um, you know, there's been bumps and bruises along the way, but of course. And I also think another silver lining from the divorce, at least for me, was more self-awareness of who I am. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that to me was a lesson that I learned. Right. 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 Um, to not plow forward all the time and be intense. Right. Um, but to calm down, slow down a little bit. And right. So silver lining is something you really kind of, it's really when you're out of your of your trial to look back and go, okay, now that that's, you know, the majority of that's So, over. But what about when you're in your trial um, or the tough time that you're going through, you need to realize that there is probably a silver lining in the future. Yes, but if someone comes up to you and says, you know, there's a silver lining, you want to punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Right? <laughs> You know what I mean? Look like, at the bright side. The yeah. bright side what? The bright side? Excuse I lost me? my family, my job, and my house. Right. Well, what's yeah. so happy about that? Yeah. Woohoo. Oh, you get to stay with mom and dad. Yeah. Woo. Yay. So, yeah. In, like I said, in the moment, it's hard to find those silver linings. It's But it goes back to, go back to number one. Look for what you're grateful for, not the silver linings just yet. Right. But... Realize that there might be later on. Absolutely. And no one can tell you what that silver lining nope. is. It's something and you got to figure out yourself. It is. And I used to always say, can you just, I wanted this magic eight ball to just say, you know what? You're going through a really tough time right but now. But in three months at 12 yes. o'clock. Even, even in a year. Do you know what I mean? Like even in a year, things are going to be different. And this is what it's going to look like. But you don't know when you're going through these hard times. You don't know what... Life is going to look like. And you don't know what the end point is going to be like. Right. And so I thought I knew when I was, you know, going through hard times in my marriage, I thought, all right, I can, I can withstand this. I can get through this. Right. I know that I will, in the end, everything will work out fine. Right. I'm doing everything that I need to. Did not work out the way I expected. Right. So that's the other thing about the silver lining. It. Realize that there will be one, but don't plan what it is before it's there. <laughs> yeah. My because, silver lining is this. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Right. Right. Um, it might not be. So you got to kind of let things happen, which goes into the next one. Don't give up. Don't give up. That's huge. Endure through through things. And that's that's really important because especially if you are in a divorce situation and you have kids that need you. You can't give up. You can't. And when we say don't give up, I don't mean like, oh, people are going to go commit suicide, which hopefully, you know, very few people get to that point in their life. If you do, go talk to someone right Absolutely. away. If you feel like that's where you're headed, please talk to someone. But when I say don't give up, I mean, don't just go, you know what? I've messed up. Everything's messed up. Life is messed up. And that's just the way I'm it's just going to float through life now. Yep. 
and yep. not set goals anymore. Right. I'm just going to just take whatever life gives me. Right. That's that's right. no way to live. Don't don't do that. Go, I mean, you're going to have days where you do do that for sure. There are days where you're going to lay in bed and just go, I I can't do it today. I just I can't. I can't right. get through this day. I just have to. I'm just going to lay in bed. You're going to have those days, and that's okay. But don't let it be more than a day because people need you. And I I feel like that's what got me through a lot is the knowing that I was needed by my kids. That actually helped me get through a lot. And it may not just be your kids. Right, no. You've you've got family. You've got friends that are worried about you and love you very much. And they need you too. Right. You have value. Right. So, So. yeah, don't, don't give up. You know, they also said in that article... Often the greatest doubts occur just before a breakthrough. Yeah, that was kind of a profound statement. Yeah, I, I think I, I kind of, that happened to me. Right. Right. I was like, oh, you know, and then boom, all of a sudden. Something changed. Something changed. It was right. like, wow. But if you're in these dark depths and someone says, oh, well, so oftentimes the greatest doubts occur <laughs> right before your breakthrough, you're going to. Like I said, punch him in the face. But um, so you, it's hard Paige to hear those a very things. violent person. I just want to tell you guys I just that. want to, everyone to know, I've never punched you in the face. No, no, she hasn't. I have not. I'm actually not violent. But you do have those those feelings when when someone says something very Pollyanna and you're in such a dark place. on the bright side. Life. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, seriously? You know, let me wallow for a minute. Give me a minute. But or, you know, they sing you that ant song. The Ugh. aunt that can't, you know, that's carrying yes. the rubber tree plant. Come yeah. on, sing it with me, baby. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, you need a minute to wallow, but that minute can't last No, too no long. because then what happens, what you're doing is you're feeding that depression that's coming in, and that's when you get sick. Right. Um, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Right. It, it plays a, a toll on you, right? So you've got to find a balance. You've got to heal yourself. Right. And healing yourself may include taking a break. But not all the time, right? Right. Um, right. But that's you're going to have dangerous. You're going to have moments where you're just going to go. You know what? I just, I just need to to stay in this bed for a few hours, and that's okay. That's okay. Give yourself those few hours, and then move on. Get your booty up. Get yep. your booty up. All right. Next one. Look at the big picture. What big picture? Well, sometimes you don't know what the big picture is, right? No, you don't. You don't know what the small picture is. You don't know what any picture is. So like after your divorce, looking at the big picture, what does that look like for you? For me? Oh, um, I mean, I wanted, I wanted my kids to be okay. I wanted to know that my kids were going to be okay. Like I wanted to see in the future and go, my kids are going to be, they're going to be more resilient after this, but they're going to be okay. And they're going to know they're loved. That was what, and I wanted to, you know, remarry and have that all be, you know, But your big picture now changes possibly, especially after a divorce. What you had planned before, your big picture may change. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. My big picture before my divorce was, Oh, I mean, at the time my husband and I were renting and, you know, we just was, were hoping to maybe one day buy a house. You know what I mean? I mean, that was our big picture. Maybe one day go on a vacation with our kids somewhere fun. That was, yeah. that was that big picture. And then all of a sudden that's like, that's the least of my worries is buying a house. The least of my worries is going on vacation. 
So when you go through something pretty dramatic, it doesn't even have to be divorce. You have the opportunity to reform what your big picture is and think about that. Yes. And set those dreams. You, you need those dreams and those goals, that vision that you have. Absolutely. And it talked about after you go through this traumatic thing that you're going through, what are your new goals? What, you know, you can create a new situation situation for yourself. What What do you want to be? So what if you don't? Create a new situation for yourself. I think you're going to be stuck in not a good spot. Yeah. So you've got to change something. You've got to change something. Right. Uh, maybe it's your attitude. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe it's where you live. Maybe it's where you work. Maybe it's, you know what I mean? It, it, it can, who knows? Hopefully not changing your spouse. That would be bad. Right. Right. Because that just adds to it. Right. Um, but yeah, what, what are the new experiences that you want to have? What are the new goals that you want to have? What's the big picture? And talk about those things. You and I have talked about those yeah, things. Yeah, we have. What kind of legacy do we do we want to leave behind? What you know? Some people might call this like a midlife crisis. I'm going to change everything, right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's don't go have a midlife crisis and no. blame it on where's the lemonade. No, right. That's different than no. And this, I feel like this is as you're coming out of your crisis, you're seeing. What do I need to change and what are my... So right? I don't get... So I'm not in that same rut that I was in right. during the depression or right. during the hard time. And then you can kind of, you know, recreate yourself a little bit and go, okay, now I want to do this and now I want to do that. And So now that this is a good time to start looking at new hobbies, new, you know, changing yourself. What kind of person do I really want to be? Right. Yeah. I don't want to be a depressed person. I don't want right. to be a sad person. Right. So what are you going to do to get right. past that? Yep. The next one, and we actually both really liked this one. Yeah, this is a pretty quick. Discouragement uh, cool. is just a trick. And when I saw that heading, I was like, what does that mean? And it says that it tricks you into dwelling into the very place that you want to leave. Yeah, because... And I was like, whoa, that was really profound. I'm going to say that again. It tricks you into dwelling into the very place you want to leave. So if you are in a dark, dark place... And you're so discouraged by everything going on around you. You focus on that. You focus on that. Yeah, I can compare that to like work. For me, I was in a group that was dysfunctional, not having fun there. And I was fixated on it all the time. You certainly were. I felt so bad. And I, you know, and I was stuck there. So that discouragement got me stuck in that place. Right. Right. And it wasn't getting any better. Right. Um, you know, my fault or not doesn't matter. It just wasn't getting any better. So I kept dwelling on that, you know, and dwelling on that. And I was starting to get kind of blue and, and down. Were, yep. So, you know, I, I wish I would have known this beforehand, right? That, right. You know, discouragement is, is tricky. It's a negative emotion. Right. You want to push past that as fast as you can. When you start thinking, maybe I am what, you know, all these bad things that are happening. Maybe this is the sum of me, right? Like, and that's that's definitely not where we want to be. No. In fact, it said in there, you need to learn how to push beyond where you currently are, that your destination is far greater than your current situation. Yep. Right? In that discouragement. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty incredible. So when you, if you guys are feeling discouraged, you need to tell that stuff to go away. You need to look for what, that you are better than the discouragement is telling you. Right. And get away from dwelling on that. And... I finally did, right? right. I, yes. I switched jobs, right? Yep. So switching jobs, 
I no longer dwell on that at all. Right. The discouragement's gone. Well, and sometimes, you know, we have to admit, you know what? Maybe we've made some mistakes, right? We've made oh, some mistakes. Absolutely. We're in this situation because of mistakes made by others around us, things out of our control, things in our control. That's fine. Take ownership of it, right? And make some changes. And make some changes. And that's it's okay to go, you know what? I blew this. I really blew this, but let's go forward and, you know, be positive and get out of this dark place. Right. So yeah, I like that one. All right, next one. Keep reading positive things. Yeah, I almost didn't want to put this one on there. Yeah, but it does make sense. I know, but you know me. I'm not a, oh, let's read the daily quote that's going to keep us po- <laughs> like I'm just not that girl. I'm not but a chicken. It's true, I'm not a chicken soup for the soul kind of person. I'm not. I'm not. I feel like it's, that's all cheesy and it's true. And you even admitted this is true. When you were on the um blended family forums, they started getting you down. They did. So I joined all these Facebook groups of blended families and step families. To get ideas and, for yeah, our podcast. Step moms and, and blah blah blah. And I haven't been on it in probably a month because they were bringing me down. No, they were bringing you down because people were just on there venting and talking about their horrible situations so that people could validate how they were feeling. And I understand there is value in that to go, you know what? I need to reach out, especially if you don't know anybody in your situation. So you want to reach out to people that go, look, I'm in this situation. Are you? And then when you've got 100 people going, yes, 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 I'm in that yeah, situation. Yeah, you're, you're in a horrible situation. Right. Yeah, you, you, he's a jerk. Or yes. She's a you know jerk, whatever. Right. So I can see where people need to do that, right? And they need to go, oh, I'm not alone, right? Because that's what it's about. I'm not alone. Right. But. And. And. Yeah. Don't negate. <laughs> Because those forms have yes, a place. they do. But that's not the only thing that you can sink all your time into. If you're surrounding yourself by just negativity all the time, it will bring you down. It will. And when you're just reading these and you're focusing, reading and focusing on these, oh, let me see who else made a comment on my thing today. And let me, oh, yeah, they, it's, that can, that can, you can get stuck and it can bring you down. And reading those, I, like I said, I joined it for our podcast uh, you didn't even know that till today. No, I no, it's the first time you said. I'm I'm not on Facebook ever anyway because I find Facebook brings me down in general, um, and I've I've learned that as a person and my depression. It's better for me not to be on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm not a big presence on social media. Um, but I was reading those, and you get sucked in, and all, you've read one, and all of a sudden it's an hour later you've read twenty, and there's rarely a positive one in there, which. Really? People don't share their successes. They just, they want other people to go, yeah, 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 I'm in that they situation. They want them to validate yeah. their bad feelings that right. they're having and yes. why they're getting divorced or right. why it's so tough, Yeah, which I understand. But you also have to include positive things with that. Right. So we talked about what positive things could you add in that place, right? So whether it's a good feel documentary or something good that you're reading on the internet. But right. news is rarely good. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So you gotta find positive things that keep, you know, building up those positive feelings right. that you're having. And some people it may be a chicken soup for the soul for them. It might be. That's I, I can't do that. But for some I know a lot of people that do, right? They read these inspirational quotes every day. Um 
you know, whatever. They have an app that sends them something inspirational, a scripture you or a great. quote every day. Yeah. 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 A, um, yeah. But but finding something to replace that is important. Yes. Exercise is a good one. Yep. A hobby, um, uplifting music. Yes. Yes. That's where I have. You, music is big Music for you. is big for me, and that can bring me up. So no Mozart's Requiem. That doesn't bring you up. That does not bring me up in <laughs> any way. See, I like depressing music sometimes. So <gasps> I do too. Not depressing, but you know, you can be melancholy in a, music. You can be in a melancholy mood. That's okay. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, make sure that, that things are building you up, not not tearing, tearing you, you down. down. So even so let's talk about this. Even in a blended family forum um, that are out there, maybe you need to find and maybe you need to be the one that says, Hey, here are some positive things that are out there. Maybe you can help other people right. by you know, listing positive things. Right. But also find some things outside of your situation to learn about. Right. If you're focusing, maybe you have a, a chronic illness. May, um, and if you spend all your time on the internet looking at that chronic illness, depression's going to set in. Right. So you need to find something outside of that as well. Right. And schedule a certain amount of time each day or each week that you're going to focus on that part of your life, the part that's really tearing you down. Yeah. Right. Don't give your whole life to it. No, in fact, when I was at Education Week, that one of the teachers said, um, give yourself 10, 15 minutes a day. If you're going through a really hard trial, give yourself 10 to 15 minutes a day to go be just wallow. Wallow, 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 right? This, I'm giving myself 15 minutes right now to just cry, cry write things yeah. down, vent to someone that you feel safe with, or just. Don't do it on Twitter. No, stay away from social media if you're um, <laughs> if in a bad you're way. In a bad way, don't go there. Maybe we but can yeah, tell President Trump that same thing. Yes, right? stay away. Please stay away. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. But no, but give yourself a time limit and say, "I'm going to give myself this many minutes to just let it all out and be negative and scream into my pillow, whatever." Give yourself that, and then move on. And then move on. And it even said. If someone, whatever, so say you're going through a divorce or you have a chronic illness and you see someone later in the day and they go, oh, how are you doing? You know, what, what's your situation with so-and-so? You say, sorry, I, I've, already, I've already done my 15 minutes today on that subject. <laughs> That's what it said, that you to go. I'm, well, because you need to tell other people, right, yeah. that, look, I'm working through this. Yep. Now yes. is not the time. Call me tomorrow between 8 and 9. Exactly. That's my wallow time. That's right. You will have my ear yeah. then. If you really want to know, <laughs> you have to, you know. <laughs> I like that. That's oh, But yes, good. it said set a specific time and that will help you move on. I, I like that. That's good. All right. Next one. Have fun. Now, you're good at this. This is so. And this is what I sort of focused on when I was going through my divorce and with my kids. What do you mean sort of focused on? Well, Skydiving? I mean, yeah, I mean, we did focus on, but I mean, I was still, I was so depressed, but I wanted my kids to not just remember this was a time where my mom was depressed. I wanted them to remember, you know what? She was depressed, but we still went and did some fun things. We went to baseball games. We went out to dinner. We went to the park. We went skydiving. Yeah, they don't have to be expensive things. No, we went to, you know, the pet store, just... Hey, let's go, kids. Let's go do something fun for just, you know, 45 minutes or an hour. Right. Let's, you know, play a card game. or So that fun that you have releases endorphins, right, which will help combat 
the depression that you're Absolutely. having. Absolutely. So this is very important that you huge that you do. Go this. see it. Go see a movie. Go see a funny movie. And and take some time out away from your problem, right? What is that? What about Bob? Take a vacation from that's, your problems. That's right. Right. No, seriously. When you go do this fun thing that you're going to do, you are not allowed to think about your problem. Nope. You don't. Don't look at your phone if people are texting you going, how are you today? No. Put your phone away. Have fun. Be in the moment. Whatever you're doing. And just let the problem go for an hour, for two hours. Whatever you can, let it go and just have fun. All right. So let's talk about some fun things that you can do. Skydive. Skydive if you're crazy. (laughs) Jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I don't understand that. That is something my kids will always remember. Yes, they will. Yeah. Um, but simple things like going to the park, having a picnic, having a picnic, going on a walk, riding yep. a bike, um, going to a lake nearby and maybe canoeing or yes. paddleboarding. Seeing, a, or seeing a, a, a matinee movie that's a funny, cute movie. Outside of the ordinary. Do right. something outside of the yes. ordinary. Yes, go get an ice cream at, you know, go to the li- Go to the library. Yes. Go, go walk around the mall. Yep. Don't go spend your way through fun. <laughs> Don't. And yeah, that, that could be very bad. That could be bad. And that is something, I think that we've read an article about that too, right? That, yeah. That women, especially, right? It's, yeah, they it's said women, especially women, yeah. It releases endorphins for us when we like, oh, I'm mean, not for everyone, but I know it does for me. Yeah, especially right? shoes. Yeah, shoes, clothes. <laughs> In fact, today you sent me to, you said, can you stop at the store and pick up a carbon monoxide yeah. um, alarm. And I said, I, I don't know why you sent me to Target. <laughs> you came back with I had earrings. some cute earrings. I was like, look at those cute earrings. <laughs> but it does it. I mean, they were $7, so I felt like that was okay. But you got to set limits if it's a problem for you. Yes, and it can be a, it can it can be. Be a problem, so be careful there. But, yeah, find, it, find what that thing is that you're doing that you just go, oh, man, that was so much fun. And... You know, as long as it's a safe activity and make sure you're doing things with your kids and with your friends. Yeah, don't replace your depression with a bad habit. No. And don't, I've known people, I had a a very good friend that was getting divorced and she was all of a sudden had all these new girlfriends and they were at, you know, bars and you know what I mean? She was neglecting her kids um, during this this time. But she was just like, oh, I need to find me. And no, you've still got these people that depend on you. You can't go crazy Focus on focus on the big picture. Your kids are the big picture. Yeah. That's the big picture right there. Your family is the big picture. Absolutely. Okay, our lemonade moment of the week is us having fun with the kids, doing something outside of our normal comfort level yes put it that way we can put it that way we went to there was a renaissance fair here in Folsom and I like to we like to we like to go and support the community we do I like to to do things different yep so this was different we saw this and we were like and the kids were like oh that sounds interesting we're like you know what maybe we'll go and so we did and we took one of the neighbor kids with us who really wanted to go and it was different it was a lot of fun the kids had a lot of fun I thought it was actually a blast it was Yeah. yeah It was. Uh, there were people there that we normally wouldn't talk to. Um, 
because I mean, this is their life. They they're yes. like totally into this, and they do Renaissance fairs all summer long. Yep. And then I don't know what they do in the winter time. Maybe yeah. they go to school or have a different job. They're a little they're a little different, a little quirky, right? They're a little quirky. They all seem super nice, very loud, and um, you know what I mean. Oh, they were all theater people. Yes, they're all theater people, which you know love theater people. But this is what these people are doing every single weekend. Yeah. And so they're very into it. They are oh, very, they were it's very, their life. It's their life. Yeah. In fact, Madeline was scared of, there was this one little tent of gypsies. That was, of gypsies. And so they're out there dancing. We were like, the gypsies, all they do is dance all day. <laughs> and they, while Madeline and I were walking by, they, um, the lady was looking at her and, and going like, she was like doing like, you know, come here. And Madeline's like, they're going to take me. The gypsies are going to take me. So all those years that we told the kids when they were naughty, we're going to sell them to the gypsies. <laughs> Sunk in. Paid I off. so I yeah, it paid, paid off. off. So I'm glad Madeline didn't run away with the circus yeah. or the gypsies. Yeah, she was scared. She was like, No. But no, it was fun. We watched, you know, a falconry show and And some Renaissance dancing yes. and played some games. Oh, those games were super fun and had some good food. Saw the Queen of England. Yeah. Yep. She was walking around. But no, it was I I love that we did something out of our normal comfort zone. It was super fun. I don't know that we need to do it every year. But no, but the kids will remember that because it was different. Will. Yep, it was. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. episode we're going to talk about how over decorating a house can bring joy to your household oh wow you did put a positive spin on oh, that oh yes didn't you? i did <laughs> <laughs>